right, everyone. We are so excited about today because it is GLS Debrief Day on the podcast, isn't yes. it, Kelly Bird? We've been looking forward to this. We have. It we was have. a great summit. Yes. You were one of our hosts at Sweetwater. I was. It I was, was one of a, a team of fantastic hosts. Yeah. We yeah. had... 14 different locations this year across Northeast Indiana, 2,300 people represented Fantastic. of leaders across the region. Yep. It was so great. And it really was. we're excited to be here with one of our hosts from one of our 14 locations, Melissa, and one of our attendees, uh, Mark Terrell. So mm-hmm. welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Well, can yeah. you tell us where each one of you are from if our listeners uh, don't know you? Yeah, so I live here in Fort Wayne with, uh, not very far actually from Kelly. We live a Backyard. couple couple streets over from each other. Um, but I have two kids and my husband and uh, I work at Starbank. And I was lucky enough to get to MC Indiana Tech's site. And let me tell you, they were um, amazing group of people. Um, they were very excited about the day, had many questions, and it was it was really a blessing to get to be there, and I, I felt like it was a, a great day for all. That's yeah, great. That's awesome. And Mark, you've been a partner in this endeavor, mm-hmm. uh, Lifeline, Crosswinds, you and that team. You guys have been partnering with us for how many years? Probably six, I would think, yeah, five or six. I was going right to say there. five yeah. or six. Yeah, it's been yeah. wonderful. So thanks again no for that. <laughs> we love it. And, yeah, we uh, love my, having you. My leadership team was here, and as I was mentioning early, I was in Asheville, North Carolina with my 93-year-old mother, wow. and uh, we got to watch um, GLS from Asheville, That's and awesome. we had a great time. Uh, my team loved it being here, but mom took precedence over being here, as she you to know. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you were should. our 15th host. Yeah, 15th host, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we didn't even know it. That's incredible. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's dig into it. Yeah. I I think that there were some amazing speakers. They're always uh, so timely and hit us um, at just the right season. This year, I think we needed it more than ever to yeah. fill up the bucket. How about you, Kelly? Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of anticipation. People were very, very much looking forward to it. And yeah. I, yeah, I think they weren't disappointed. Well, all of the speakers are fabulous, but we just picked three that keep coming up in conversations that Kelly and I have about GLS 21, and I'm sure that they've come up um, with you and your conversations at your host site, Melissa, and with your team, Mark. The first one of those is Craig Groeschel, Pastor Craig Groeschel from Life Church. He, yeah. he had an incredible talk about puckering up, right? Yes. Puck, Puck up. <laughs> Puck, P-U-C. Yeah, so, yes. So yes. You, you both, let me just ask you both real quick. You've been around GLS long enough to have now heard Craig, watched Craig, experienced his communication and his message. Um, as you watched him this time, as you, as you thought about the notes that you took and the things that he said, what did, what did you appreciate about uh, what he did this year? Go or you want? Well, I'll just go. Yeah. I, I was, um, I really loved his transparency. You can tell this last year was very, very difficult for him, and, yeah. and out of that is coming some of these truths. Yeah, and um, I enjoyed every part of it. He probably was my favorite speaker, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there's so many parts of that that I like. Probably the part that I liked the most, if that's okay, sure. is is really talking about the fact that he said, you know, good leaders, you know, talk, plan for challenges, right. but great leaders cha- cha- plan for opportunities. Yep. Mm. And I think that's, that's we don't, that last year gave me an opportunity to see businesses that did that yep. and businesses that didn't. Right. And and I just think that's, we may have other pandemics. We have to get ready. And, and I think as an organization, it's something that we were ready for 
um, but not because of a pandemic, but because of other things. But I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Melissa, what stood out to you? I think what stood out to me was just his energy. You know, mm-hmm. often you hear, and throughout the years, um, he's a pastor, right? And so no offense to you over there, Kelly, but um, pastors, taken. sometimes you feel like are sometimes are driving home. And he has such a, a great mm-hmm. ability to kind of level set everyone in the room yeah. and everyone can relate to him. You know, he's not just driving home what he um He's, he's not he's practicing what he preaches. Mm-hmm. He's not just telling you to do something. Um, and I think that his relatability really stood out. Yeah, I would agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Both of you. I, I agree. His energy is amazing. It's always great to start the summit with uh, his energy and kind of just say this is what what it's going to be for the next two days. Yeah. But I think, you know, puck, pain, uncertainty, chaos, man, that kind of sums up my last 18 months. And I think you probably have felt it in your organizations as well. You know, how did your teams resonate with that? Have they shared any insights into Craig's talk? No, we we haven't talked specifically about Craig, but I think the thing that we, when I've talked to all my team, they were so excited about being here. They've learned things. And actually what we're doing right now is we're actually giving them opportunities to be able to come back and say, here's not only what I learned, here I was on how I'm going to apply it. Mm. And we're just right in the middle of that right now. But um, like I said, it was outstanding again. And and there were a couple of people in my leadership team who had never been. Mm. And they were blown away. Yeah. And they're a little bit like me, who's not a big conference person. And uh, they loved it. And they're, now they're saying, how can we even have a more significant part next year? Which I know brought, bothers you guys a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. So, oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Break our hearts, right? Yeah. <laughs> We had a, a very similar experience, actually, yesterday. The 45 uh, Star Bank team members who participated in the summit had a, a debrief phone call, uh, Teams meeting, actually, on, on Teams. And so we were sharing um, some of our favorite elements. And there were several, I think, 8 to 10, whom it was their first time. Mm-hmm. And they were blown away because they, yeah. too, said, oh, I thought it was just going to be a virtual seminar. I wasn't that excited about it. Um, and one of those people ended up posting I think 16 quotes they had taken away in a matter of five minutes. So, oh, that's great. Um, so I do think that that you know that pain and um, uncertainty and, and chaos resonated with everyone. Yeah. 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 He had a quote. Uh, I've heard him say it before. It was great to hear him say it again. I would love to hear us just interact with it a little bit. He, he talked about how you can choose control, or you can choose growth, but you can't have both. Absolutely. Yeah. So personality wise, how did that hit us sitting here at this table? Mm. Organizationally, how does it hit your organization? I find it to be a a profound thought. It yeah. really is. In my opinion, I'm around a lot of companies and I'm around a lot of leaders. And I, when I hear him say that, I just think, oh my gosh, that's that's got a lot of teeth. It's got a lot of traction. I'm a little afraid that that may be the favorite quote of my staff, but anyway, no, <laughs> but it gets all done. But, um, yeah. you know, to me, it was right where we're at today. You know, we've been an organization that, you know, was a 10 million and 50, and now it's almost $60 million in business. And yeah. we've realized that what got us here won't get us where we believe God wants us to be. Right. We believe we want to be a national organization. And, you know, that quote was so, empower- again, it was so relevant to the moment. 
Yeah. You know, if we're going to get where we go, I need to make sure my people are empowered, that they have the opportunity to do it. And we're doing something right now where we're saying, I need to let them know what I want. Yeah. I need to let them know when I want it and the how, let them go. Let them experience that. Yeah. And I really felt like that quote, what you mentioned, yeah. was right in line with that. And I have to be reminded sometimes because yeah. I've been around for 29 years. Yeah. And sometimes taking the hands off the wheel are a little tough. Yep. No. So it was really, really good. Yeah. And let's come back to that. Just I'll come back to it. But yeah. just he also said, and now that you've just said what you said, I'm going to say this. He also said great leaders aren't obsessed with outcomes. They're obsessed with empowering, obsessed with empowering others. Mm-hmm. The obsession has to be about letting go. Yes. The obsession has to be about who's next. Mm-hmm. The upset, right? Yeah. That feels right. It, hard, but that feels right, huh? It is hard, but I mean, for us, you know, we're looking at not only succession planning for me, but succession planning for our whole organization. Yeah. And who's the next person up? And it's got to be, how do we prepare them? How do we get them ready? And, and if we never give them an opportunity to dream, they don't know how to dream. We don't give them an opportunity to lead, they don't know how to lead. And if they don't know how to make mistakes and know it's okay to make mistakes, they'll never make mistakes. And it has to be something. And I would say I would, I'm getting better at it. I'm not saying I've always been good at it, but it is important, vital. And choose control. You can, can choose growth. You can't choose both. Melissa, how'd that sit with you? Well, I normally don't think of myself as a control freak, but I was making lists of what I needed to, uh, you know, delegate (laughs) as I'm hearing this, right? Because I think, you know, while we don't think we are that, when you're reminded, when you're hearing it out loud, you can then, a light bulb goes off, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, I need to do that. Oh, I can do better at that. So while I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a super control freak, I'd probably lean the other way. There are certainly elements I took from that that I know I can do better at mm-hmm. and I can empower others. Um, and sometimes the easier route is to just do it ourselves. But I have to <laughs> remind myself that if I do it myself, I'm not teaching anyone else how to do it. Yeah. So, Absolutely. But you? Uh-huh. Well, that one hit me square between the eyes too, Mark. So, um, yeah, and I think it's not just in our environment, in our work environment. I think what I love about the summit is it translate and translates into all aspects of life. So I think about that with being a mom. Yeah. I can have control or I can have my kids grow, right? So I can control their behavior. I can have them do what I want them to do or I can have them grow and learn. Um, and sometimes that growing and learning is painful, whether it's an organization or your children in front of you. So it, it kind of hit me square in the eyes as my daughter started middle school and I had to let go of some of that control in the last uh, few weeks. Middle school? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which makes her 12? Yeah, she's going to be 13 next month. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's time to let go. Yeah, it's time to let go. <laughs> it's time to let go. <laughs> I have five. I, I can tell you right about 12, 13. Yeah. <laughs> I was edging up on that, so oh. now I'm getting nervous. It's there you go. go. <laughs> See, I'm really good at it now. I say all my kids are adults. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you but like, the first one's hard. So <laughs> the hard. first one is oh, so no. hard. But no, I think yeah. it was a great lesson. And I that's what I love about the summit is it's not just about being a leader in your organization. It's about being a leader in all aspects of your life. So yeah. I thought it was a great talk. It's one of the best ones I've heard Craig give. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we, we could stay here forever, yeah. but we're going to go to the next one. Let's. She was amazing. The, gut, the gutsy Venezuelan. That's right. I, I feel like we're doing a disservice and don't have music playing and aren't dancing right now, but dance, it's okay. Right, we'll right, dance right. a little bit. <laughs> did you, had you, guys, did did you know of her? <laughs> were you familiar with her before? 
I wasn't. You were. I wasn't. You I wasn't. No. You yeah. I have an unfair advantage. I get to help with speaker selection for the GLS. Yeah. So I knew her from about a year ago when she was presented. Wow. But she was amazing. amazing. Yeah. The energy was incredible. And it was fun to see uh, people dancing. Were they dancing at Indiana Tech? Oh, we were all dancing. All right. Sure. Good. <laughs> My mother wasn't, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> good to know. Great to know. I thought it was timely. I thought... <laughs> I listened to the whole thing, obviously, was was moved by it, encouraged by it, challenged by it. I wish I, I wish we, I wish I would have heard, wish we could have heard that message before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish that courage and bravery and grit mm-hmm. and tough, appropriate courage and bravery. Right. I, I just wish that we, we had all been more that way. I don't and I'm not making any political statement here. I'm not. I'm simply just like from my own heart, my own gut. I think, gosh, she she was so spot on, and we needed that. We still do. Uh, but but I just I I think there's a there can so easily be in us this spirit of and this culture of fear, and uh, to hear her talk about what she did and how she progressed, I was just I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for 100 days of fear, though, right? Maybe five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me five. Maybe five hours. <laughs> five minutes, <you> yeah. <laughs> Maybe right now is your moment of fear, right, on this podcast. <laughs> no, but I, uh, Mark, I think I think of you and how people have courage to come in and ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the hardest step that they take, but that fear can change everything in their future. So what you do at Lifeline Crosswinds is just amazing um, and how you meet people and maybe the scariest times of their life. Absolutely. And and as we all know, mental health is just off the charts, you know, in schools and in businesses. And you're right, it is taking that fear and facing it. And mm-hmm. if they will do that, and we're trying to do everything we can to eliminate barriers so they can do it anonymously. They can do a text to chat. They can do other things. But it is it is important that they, people know that they have to face it because it doesn't go away. It buries it, and it comes someplace else. Yeah. And it's really important. But, yeah, I was really, really impressed with her. I And I didn't dance, but I, I – yeah, but she was amazing. Yeah. She, she was amazing. She was. I was impressed with her grit, really, and the fact that – what I took away from what she said really was – when you watched all the, I don't think they showed all 100 things, but they showed many things. Mm-hmm. And some of those, we would look at each other and say, oh, that wouldn't be scary for us. Mm-hmm. And someone behind us would say, oh, that'd be scary for me. So mm-hmm. we were all kind of whispering. Mm-hmm. And it helped really bring out that we're all different and that mm-hmm. individually um, we can help each other, right? If that's mm-hmm. scary for, for Mark, maybe he can step mm-hmm. in and help me, right? Um, so I think not only did we take away that grit and that power, but we also remembered that everybody's different. Yeah. And so what one person fears, another one may not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love what she said about um, the idea of uh, difference between good and great. Yes. You know, and, and that's a Collins thing. And yeah. what she talked about the fact of comfort is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting, too. Very much and and so. we have to find a way to work through it. And this last year was anything but comfortable. Right. And I think we see people that backed away, hid, mm-hmm. went under their uh, covers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And those who didn't, I think, came out really strong. Right. Um, but um, it was our, I really liked that part. There's so many parts of what I liked about her. And I don't know that I, there are some things on that list I am not doing. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, come on. You're not come jumping on. out of a plane. I'll help you now. That's so good. It's so good. Repelling down that one thing, that would have been, I would have done the speaking before I would have done the repelling. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I heard her say this, and, and right in the moment, sitting over there in the room we were in, I, it, it felt a little corny. And then I, so then I chewed on it for the rest of the day. And then I thought about it that night. And then, so then I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's the best that could happen mm-hmm. versus oh, yeah. what's the worst? Like the more I thought about that and, and you know, I'm not a huge like, positive thinking guy, but, but I'm a, but I'm a, but I, but, You're a positive but I'm a positive yeah. thinking guy. Right. And the more I thought about that, I thought, gosh, that's so profoundly helpful. Mm-hmm. to really look at stuff. And again, last year of our lives, if I had, if we had at times just thought, okay, what's the best thing that can happen here? What that opens up, at least in my mind, it's just remarkable. I think of when you're talking about your kids, yeah, how you apply that to your kids. So often yeah. when right. they give us an idea, we go the other direction, oh, like, yeah. well, why? Flipping that and mm-hmm. saying, you know, what, what good can happen out of this? Mm-hmm. I think it's, a, I've, I've done the other many times yeah, and I loved it. And it, w- it definitely gives me cause for pause to say, I need to make that switch. Yep. It's important. Yep. It is. And I think, you know, just retraining your brain yeah. so that your internal talk matches exactly. what you're saying externally, too. So I, I don't know if we would have been ready, Kelly, if she would have given that talk in 2019. Yep. <clears throat> you know, we would have said, oh, yeah, you know, comfort is... You know, the enemy here, what's the best that could happen? But I think sometimes you have to, going back to Craig, you have to go through that pain mm-hmm. to have that perspective. So I I think it was so timely. And all we can That's do awesome. is say, hey, let's learn from it now yeah. and put it into practice because we know there's more trials ahead, right? <laughs> this is the trial of today. Completely agree. <clears throat> yep. Well, she was amazing, but our last one is Shola Richards, and he talked about you know your culture within your organization, your culture that you're making around you. I thought, again, such a timely message in the world we've been living for the last 18 months. Um, I know the culture at Starbank is incredible, Melissa. You have also been a partner with us uh, for a number of years, um, and we have loved getting to know your leadership team, and they just model it from the top down. Um, Did your team enjoy this talk? Was it, you know, did it push any buttons for them? For sure. There were several individuals who specifically said Shola was my favorite. Um, and, And Shola was one of my favorites, too. I mean... Um, he had an energy, but also a calmness to mm-hmm. him. It was a strange uh, juxtaposition, I think. Um, but overarchingly, he just, um, I think, was he the one who said higher, your higher self? Yes. yes. So that stood out r- really strongly um, mm-hmm. to me. And, it, you know, a moment of, you know, we all do things sometimes that, we don't want, and I always tell my kids, don't do it if you don't want it tweeted or on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> or I say, there's a camera watching you. I mean, because we all know there's cameras everywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but your higher self is so true, right? Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't do it in a job interview, should you ever do it in life? Mm-hmm. Should you ever? And, you know, we all make those mistakes. So when you show up as your higher self, mm-hmm. you're really living, you know, in my mind, the best life you want to present. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best life you all want to present, but we all have our own presentation of life and we're being our most authentic self mm-hmm. if we're living our higher self. That's good. Yeah. 
I probably didn't like one of the quotes that he made. And it was the quote where he said, you know, the person who walks in the room and that people are glad they're there and the person that, that grew, the couple that are that when they leave, they're glad they leave. I was worried about that, you know, <laughs> you know, but I love the civility. I mean, I think today it could not be even more important. You know, we talk with all of our new leaders and all of our people about the importance of how it's okay to disagree. It's okay that because I disagree with you doesn't make you this, this, or this. And I love the things we talked about: civility in the workplace, mm-hmm. civility in our in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you right now, I wish we had had that quote that quote last March. Mm-hmm. We were rolling out our tenets of culture, and at a time was race was in very much an issue, and it's still an issue today, but. It would have really helped us on the idea of having conversations. It's okay. And uh, so I really, really liked him. And I had never heard of him either. Had you? I hadn't, okay. no. But I've, I've already read his book. So. Oh, have you really? Wow. wow. Good for you. You did not let time escape you, did you? Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a speed reader, though. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. It's a great book. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, I, I would yeah, agree with everything you both said. I found myself listening to that message, the timeliness of it, the depth of it, uh, so profound for the reasons you've already stated. And then I'm sitting there realizing what I've realized for 19 years, the first week of August, and that is like, wow, I'm so thankful. We've got, got a small startup guy sitting over here. We've got a major corp CEO sitting over here. We've got a young pastor sitting over here. We've got a couple soccer moms sitting over there, right? Just this room full of different people in different settings and a message that he delivered that applies to every one of them day in and day out. Uh, you know, Bill Hybels used to talk about the summit. He wanted so badly for it to always um, provide actionable leadership content. And I just thought as he was talking about civility in our day and age, I thought, well, about as actionable as it gets for us today. So I was just, I was profoundly grateful. Also courageous to talk about civility today, right? And and in your same vein of having the right energy for it, yeah. but also being a calming force in it because yeah. it, it could go the other way. That conversation, too. <laughs> that conversation needs calm. Yeah, it does. It does. And he did a yeah. great job. Going back to what you were saying about actionable, when, when our Starbank team was all um, debriefing about this, so many of them said they had more actionable items yeah. and wanted to share more of the, the talks um, from each of the speakers with their teams than That's ever great. before. So yeah. while we talked a little bit about the fact that maybe the big names weren't necessarily there, um, you know, the Malcolm Gladwell and some others were, but some of the other ones we didn't know, we were all so pleasantly surprised at how much we loved them and enjoyed each of the speakers yeah. um, at this year's summit. Yeah. Good. Well, There's so. summit surprises, right? Those Always. ones that come out of nowhere and hit you. Yeah. Boom. Right in the forehead. And, and I think, you know, Shola and uh, Michelle were definitely those this year and strong contenders. But yeah. man. For sure. It was it was a summit to remember. Yeah. And you can still be involved and engaged. You know, if you want to 
interact with the summit, you want to see the summit, you can go to glsandbeyond.com. You can email us. We can get you connected so that you can view those videos and go and get a pass for that. Maybe you went to the summit and you want to debrief like Melissa has been doing with her team, like Mark has been doing with his team. We have passes that you can do that and get some guides um, and questions. But we're always here to serve the local leader. It's great to hear from two amazing partners for GLS and beyond from Mark Terrell at Lifeline Crosswinds and Melissa Schinkel at Star Bank. We're so thankful for their partnership and providing an opportunity for all of those people to be sitting in the same room to learn together. Thank thank you for having us. We're happy to be here and happy to support the GLS Summit as as our, our teams get so much out of it. Well, we know that when a leader wins or when a leader gets better, Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So we're so thankful for you investing your time, your energy, not just in today in our debrief, but in your own teams and in your own organizations. You're making our community better. Thank you.